Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome everyone to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and I am so excited about the guest that we have on the show today. She is ranked number 345 on the open bracket. She's number 13 in the women's division. She's your 2019 IFPA world champion. She is from Overland Park, Kansas. Please help me welcome Miss Carrie Wing. Yay! (laughs) Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No, my pleasure, Carrie. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. Appreciate all the women who take time out of their busy schedules to and chat pinball. Um, but I know you're a very busy lady, so I really appreciate it. For our friends who don't know you, Carrie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the sport and hobby of pinball, and where you're at today? Sure. I'm from Overland Park, Kansas. It's a suburb of Kansas City, so I do most of my pinball playing in the Kansas City area. I've been into pinball like my entire life. My dad collects pinball machines. So even when I was a baby, he would put me on the glass and I got to crawl around and follow the ball. So I've literally been playing with pinball machines my entire life. He collects um, mostly electric, electromechanical games. So we've always had those in the house. Um, and then I grew up in the 90s. So um, the 90s was kind of an awesome time for pinball. Um A lot of my favorites came out then. So I would walk down to the local bowling alley and play whatever was new. And I was lucky because they always had the latest and greatest Bally Williams titles there. They would have four of them at a time. And by far my favorite at the time was Medieval Madness, uh, which kind of turned out to be a a classic. Nice, nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So that's kind of how I got into pinball. And I would always seek out pinball wherever we went, whether it was a restaurant or a bowling alley or an arcade or whatever. I would always scout out the whole place and see if there was a pinball machine. I would check the back corner. I would check wherever. And no matter what game, no matter what condition, I would always have to play it. Um, So, yeah. um, And then I found out about tournaments about six years ago. And as soon as I played my first tournament, I was absolutely hooked. Um, it was at a local pizza place called Pizza West. Um, it's just like this little pizza place in Shawnee that has really nice pinball machines because the operator is really passionate about it. So he he keeps them in excellent working order at all times. Um, he lives around the corner. So if ever there's anything wrong, we could just send him a quick text to be like, hey, you know, the flipper's sticky on this game and he'll have it fixed immediately. So pretty spoiled by that and then from there i found out about tournaments at the 403 club uh which is a bar in kansas city kansas and they have 12 excellent pinball machines at all times and uh lately they've been buying like every new game that comes out so we just got our wonka and our jurassic park recently so that's the place to go if you if the latest game comes out and you want to try it out um the uh, the operators always order them like immediately. So we're one of the first places to have them. So I'm pretty lucky where I'm that at. That is amazing. Now, I wish I'd known that. I um, I have family in Kansas City. So now I have even more places to go. I'm supposed to go up there in October. Or at least I'm going to try. Carrie, the, we didn't have a ton to talk about news-wise. So we'll jump into news, pinball news. Um, I, I feel like I need like a jazzy, you know, kind of segue or bumper or whatever they call it. But I'm just thinking you guys, it's going to be terrible. But uh, the uh, the biggest things coming out right now, um, they're starting to uh, release like Wonka and Jurassic Park kind of like rule sets. And we're finding out, you know, all the rules and things. Have you had any time on uh, Willy Wonka or Jurassic Park or both? I have. Um, I'm still kind of catching up on the rules. What I like to do is just kind of learn as I go. And um, the rule sets on some of these games, especially those two, are a little bit intimidating at first. (laughs) Um, So what I like to do is like find one or two things that I can latch onto and figure out. Um, And then from there, once I'm comfortable with that, I start to learn the, the other details. So that's kind of I'm kind of mid-process on both of those. For Wonka, I've already had to play it in a couple tournaments. So I just basically go for multi-balls all the time right now. Um, Gobstopper is pretty easy to understand. You just hit the machine like six times to start the first one. Um, and then uh, kid multi-ball, it, I still haven't memorized all the different kids and which shots correspond to which one. But if you 
shoot sh- shoot some shots around the play field, then there's a captive ball and you can collect a kid and then you hit the left orbit to start the multi ball and you can stack a bunch of them. But I usually get a little too anxious and I just cash in early. So <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at right now. So if I have to play in a tournament right now, I just kind of cash in multi balls. And I, yeah, I was pretty fortunate on one of the tournaments recently because I did that and I played like eight multi balls and I got grand champion on my first ball. And other people were like, have you been practicing this? And I'm like, not really. I was just kind of, (laughs) (laughs) just kind of cashing in everything. Um, And then Jurassic Park, I was actually just trying to read up on the rules today. Um, To start out, I play chaos multi-ball because that's what I understand (laughs) so um yeah you spell chaos and then there's like a stand-up if you shoot through the pop bumpers and you start chaos multi-ball so you can get a lot of points off of that um so that's kind of my starting point and then there's also control room modes on the left but I was just reading today and listening to an interview with Keith Owen and there's way more to that game um, so I'm really excited to get more into it. Um, it makes me like really want a Jurassic Park right now. I was reading through the features and I was like, oh my God, I really want one. <laughs> yeah, no, I I definitely want one. Are you talking about the head-to-head interview? Yeah. Yeah. No, that one was a really good one if you guys get a chance. I always feel so meta when I'm a podcast talking about another podcast, but <laughs> the head-to-head interview they did with Keith Elwin is really, really good. So if you guys yeah. get a chance, definitely take a listen to the Marty and that show. It's going to be really, really awesome. Um, but also besides a uh, Jurassic Park, I mean, there is also some updates to Ghostbusters. They're finally getting around to updating the code on both Ghostbusters. Everyone th- thought it would never happen. It would never happen. Yeah, that's so crazy. I didn't read any details yet. Did you? I read a little bit. I mean, they're still working on it. So it's one of those we're working on it, but it looks like it's going to be sooner rather than later that they're actually going to release the code. And, but it seems to me that they're doing like a major code overhaul. This isn't just some tweaking. It's like, they're actually going in there and really kind of, you know, getting into the nitty gritty. They're, you know, looking at the play field, doing some, some tweaks and things. Um, That's all courtesy of this week in pinball. Um, But yeah, it's, uh, it looks pretty major. They didn't, they haven't given an estimate on the date though, on when that's going to be ready, but soon. And I'm using soon and I'm air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious because that game has potential, but I mean, it's kind of unbalanced scoring wise, obviously with the 6X, that kind of blows everything else out of the water. Um, so I'd say with some simple tweaks there, it could be a much better game. Um, unfortunately, the ones that were on location in our tournament locations have all been sold by now. So I don't know if we'll ever really find out, but <laughs> I know we don't have one. And I mean, unless there's a private collector I haven't met yet, but we don't have one here in San Antonio. So it's one of those things that I have to play when I'm out of town, but I'm, I'm a huge fan. I know there are a lot of people who don't like it because it's really hard and the shots aren't <laughs> really fun in, in a sense that, you know, it's not a, to me, a flowy game at all. I just really enjoy that game. I like games that are brutal. I don't know why I feel that's like something within my <laughs> psyche that I should probably address. But yeah, I know I'm a huge fan of the game, so I'm excited to see how the code turns out. Yeah, me too. Okay, so a couple questions for you. First of all, do you like the Pro or the Premium LE better on Ghostbusters? I like the Pro. I I don't. I, that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I do too. Um, I like the like the Premium LE has some really cool gimmicks. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks awesome. But if you've played the pro first and then you play the premium, you're like, oh, this is just harder and more frustrating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, there's a point where my pain tolerance is I'm done. So that's right. why I kind of like the pro. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you like Ghostbusters, but do you wish the ramps were even more steep and narrower and they reject down the middle? Uh, <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> the other thing I'm going to plug again, just because I think they're amazing, are the coast to coast pinball interviews that Roger Sharp and Nate Shivers are, are bringing to the masses. I think they're really great. They're still, they have the Sam Stern out right now. But if you get a chance, we talked about it last week with Emoto. The Harry Williams one was fantastic. I just finished up the Sam Stern, loved it. You guys definitely take a listen to those. They're super great. I just, I can't say enough nice things about what, what they're doing and, and the fact that they've got these treasures of hearing these pioneers of pinball and and getting to to kind of revisit their stories and their lives. I just think it's really fascinating. Yeah, I need to give those a listen. I've been seeing um, stuff about that online and I haven't had a chance to listen yet, but I'd love to. 
Yeah, no, they're super fun. No, but it is, and I warned everybody last week, and so do Emoto. As, as Emoto put it, she's like, I have to close my eyes to listen. But it's um because there's a lot of background noise. So it's one of those things where I can't listen to it and do something else at the same time, you know, where you can kind of multitask and just listen to something in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is one of those things where you kind of have to sit down and listen because there is a lot of background noise, particularly in the Harry Williams one. Um, but it, it's definitely worth a listen, y'all. I, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, no, um, news-wise, I don't want to talk anymore about Chipgate, um, but I think things, <laughs> I, I swear, I feel like... Uh, I mean, I'm actually glad to hear you say that because when you mentioned that we might talk about that, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, no, we're not going to visit it. You know what? The, the companies are doing what they need to do. And I support them 100%. And they love their customers and they know what they need to do. And I, you know, I said it last week and I know that they want to put out a quality product. And that's that. Because <laughs> I swear, every time I listen to a podcast, like my head is in my hand. I'm like, oh, Chipgate, Chipgate. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know. I had, I had given Carrie notes like whenever anybody comes on the show I give them like this is the things we may talk about and there's a list and Chip I know Chipgate was on there but I was like I was driving home listening to stuff and I was like I don't want to talk about that <laughs> Just don't. Yeah. oh my goodness but uh for for more news I definitely want to give a thumbs up to the this week in pinball guys um I I'm gonna pull out my soapbox here Carrie doesn't know that I was gonna talk about this but I, I came up today and I was a little a little miffed and I'm not gonna quote it word for word but essentially um Jeff from this week in pinball who I consider a friend um and that is where most of my news comes from it is a weekly news you know smorgasbord for anybody who's interested in pinball um they got kind of the no don't quote us anymore from pinball news and pinball magazine which i was like what that that was literally like what no um what i didn't yeah, hear that so um it is on this week in pinball so i get it and i and i the, when I first heard about it, I got super salty and I was like, that is not right. Jeff's our friend. So the idea was a few weeks ago or a month ago, Jeff had said, Jeff from This Week in Pinball had said that he was going to start taking ads. And he, he had this whole like thought out like post about it and all these things. Um, but I was like, I understand, you know, he's working really hard and there's a lot of time and, and energy that goes into this. And if he wants to sell some ads, I'm like, sell some ads. I did, I don't think of it as any way impugning as his integrity as a reporter or like pinball media correspondent. Um, but the, the feeling or the perception from the post uh, from Pinball News and Pinball Magazine, they essentially said that they did not want any of their transcriptions or any of their quotes on the TWIP website because they are officially taking money from sponsors. And I'm like, I, I don't know about that. I, I got salty. And then I, mm-hmm. they are from Europe. And Europe has a different way of dealing with like the media. The media is more government owned. It's There's a lot more separation between the media and, you know, sponsors. And I, I, I think maybe it's just kind of a mindset. I'm not sure. This is like Lauren just thinking on her soapbox, but I just want to, uh, support. I, I understand in pinball magazine and um, pinball news, they're allowed to do whatever they want to. I mean, that's, that, that's their prerogative, but I just want to give Jeff from TWIP some love because that is where most of my news comes from, unless it's coming from the manufacturers directly. So I will now get down off my soapbox. I'm coming down um but i just i got oh man i was salty in the car i had to i have a long commute so i was just like i need to come down and not be salty on the podcast because i don't think people want to hear me get all mad and and this is me like somewhat mad which y'all are just <laughs> laughing at like it's ridiculous but uh but yeah you know i just i i just i worked in the media for a long time and it was one of those things that always bugged me that people thought i couldn't be impartial because we had sponsors. And I'm like, yeah, just because they're a sponsor doesn't mean I'm going to let them get away with stuff or I'm, you know, I had to say, sign payola, plugola, all that stuff. Um, you know, there were some, you know, I just, I, it bugged me when people would call me out on my, you know, journalistic integrity. And I just, I feel like I have to carry the, the torch for, uh, for Jeff, I'm like Jeff, I, I, I totally trust you, buddy. And I support you and it's going to be okay. So <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a very that was a very long soapbox yeah, episode, uh, and I'm I'm done. <laughs> no, I think that was perfectly valid. It's always a tough balance uh, between, you know, like having sources, but then also remaining impartial. Um, 
one of the, I've just gotten into podcasts fairly recently, so I'm still kind of new to this, but um, the first podcast I listened to in pinball was the Eclectic Woo-hoo! Gamers podcast because the uh, Dennis, yeah, Dennis and Tony are here in Kansas City, so I know them from playing tournaments. Um, and they don't really have any direct ties to any manufacturers or anything, so they feel very free to just tell it how it is, and they don't feel any sort of loyalty or need to protect <laughs> the uh, manufacturers. So. It can be kind of refreshing sometimes, um, but at the same time, some of the other podcasts, like This Week in Pinball, uh, they do have those relationships, and they have the artists on as guest hosts, and you know, and that's really interesting too. So I think it's cool to have both sides of it. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. I am totally Team Dennis, just so you know. I love when he nice. comes on. I feel like instead of the This Week Market Trends shirt that I want like a hashtag Team Dennis <laughs> because I'm not going to call him Din Din because he hates that. I want to call him Denny, honestly, and he'd probably hate that too. Like he just strikes me as somebody who does not probably. want a nickname. But uh, but no, I'm like totally hashtag Team Dennis all the way. But uh, yeah, no, I, I love Eclectic Gamers. Him and Tony are amazing. I love listening to their show i'm a huge fan and then you know whenever he's on uh the twit podcast i always enjoy it he is uh, the straight man to to zach's zany antics so um but i i yeah no and i and i can see the point of that as well because they are completely you know ad free they can kind of just say what they want to so i i can appreciate that right totally totally. (laughs) yeah i'll tell uh, dennis you said that yeah, you know, you can tell him like Lauren says hashtag Team Dennis, so, and you can and you can ask him if he's okay with Denny. I'm, I'm sure he'll right. probably hear this and just roll his eyes. Like, no, I can, I can literally he just yes. no. I can picture him doing that. <laughs> well, Carrie, so we're we're moving out of news and soapbox area. Uh, we're gonna go into what are you up to? Uh, so the last time I saw, okay, so I have to talk to you about this. I got again, okay, I got salty again, like a couple of episodes ago when I was talking about twipped, uh, not twipped, um, whipped. I'm see, I'm like merging them uh, <laughs> when I was talking about whipped um, because of the whole lights going out on your epic game of F14. I was like, what? Why are the lights? Why are they turning out the lights on her? Then, of course, I was like, oh, no, is this because it's the ladies tournament and we can't have the lights on? I, you know, I was like, oh, and then I'm like, you know, when I found out, I'm like, oh, oh I understand. I was a little bummed because I was like, oh, I don't want the lights to go out on my girl. But <laughs> and then who was it? I think it was Kate that, you know, when they had talked to you, said, oh, she was fine. <laughs> She's just <laughs> I play in the dark bars anyway, you know, so so kind of walk us through that. You know, I was a you know, that was an amazing game of F14 Tomcat that you played in whipped last month. Oh, uh, I loved it. Yeah, I know. I was like I was watching the finals just sitting there like I was like, oh, eating it up. It was so you get you played <laughs> amazingly well. Um, but did that did the lights going out affect you at all? Um, ultimately, I don't think it affected my gameplay. Uh, so it's kind of funny because, like, I guess I was so into the tournament that we were playing that I had, I was completely oblivious to the fact that the show was about to close. Like, it didn't even enter my mind that that was a possibility. Um, I guess a lot of time had passed and I didn't know how early they were going to close. And I was just playing. And that the first thought that went through my mind is like, oh my gosh, please let there not be like a power problem and have the game just like go down. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. um, so my idea was just to like as they were messing with the lights maybe just trap up and wait for a second and see what's going on and uh, it was also weird because um that was the first tournament I can recall where I could like hear the commentators as they were commentating um oh that's gotta be weird yeah it's, oh. um <laughs> It was kind of interesting, um, but they, I'm pretty sure they explained it on the commentary why the lights were going out, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, and then I continued. Um, But yeah, they were just, it was like a warning that they were about to close the show, and it was so weird when the tournament was over, it was like, yeah, yeah, okay, take your picture, and we have to get out right now. So I was like, seriously? (laughs) So it was like really anticlimactic, because it was like this really cool top four, the winners, like, they played amazing. And then it was like, oh, we have to get out because they're closing. And I was like, oh. So I like got in the car and it was like, well, I guess we drive back to Kansas City now. <laughs> Aww, no, I'm making bad peace for you. I, I'm not gonna lie, that sounds a little sad. <laughs> it was a little sad. Um, it was weird. I was expecting to like talk to the people more, and part of it was 
um, Holly and the other top four were like, oh, we should go. We had to get those little cards that you have to fill out so you can get your winnings. And we were afraid they were just going to leave before we got them. So we went over and they were already gone. Um, But the cards were just sitting on the table. So we grabbed one. But like we ended up not really talking to anybody that much. So it was really awkward. But uh, we did have a couple people come up like Jeff Teolis. And there was a woman from the New York Post there that like had us do a quick blurb. And we're like, oh, we have to go grab our cards. We'll be right back. And then it was like, okay, I guess I'm just leaving now. (laughs) I don't know. But um, anyway. You know what? I'm going to be there next year for sure. I already have like my room and everything like ready to go. If this happens again, we're going to have an after party. I'm just already calling it right now, y'all. After par- well, I don't know what's where it's going to be or what we're going to do, but we need an after party. That's a good no. idea. Yeah, yeah, we need like a like a whipped after party, like a little happy hour on Sunday. You know, because I do know a lot of people, like as soon as it wraps up, they do drive home. But I'm not right. leaving till Monday, so we need to have an after party. Cause, gotcha. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm making it sound like a little worse. It it really wasn't that bad. I'm just saying it's weird. But um, overall, Whipped was like amazing. It was the first time I'd gotten to play in it. Um, Last year, I just kind of didn't get the memo in time and it was already full. But this year I was like, okay, I need to sign up. And I put an alert on my calendar and I signed up right away. And I'm pretty sure it sold out like right away too. And there were 128 spots. So that's amazing for women's pinball. (laughs) That we can now sell out 128 spots because I remember not that long ago, like the women's tournament at Texas pinball festival one year was four people and like no one was paying attention. It was like a complete, it seemed to me like a complete afterthought. There was no prize money. Um, If you won, you got to choose between a t-shirt and a mouse pad. And so I was like, I'll take the t-shirt. And it was like a double (laughs) XL. Ah, that's terrible. I mean, I just want to point out how far it's come in just a few years because it's really amazing. (laughs) No, we have come so far. And I I am so a fangirl of Jessica and Kate for everything that they've done for putting um, Kate, you know, for putting together Whipped and for all the the rise of women in pinball. I mean, that's kind of why I'm doing this podcast because I'm like, we're out there doing it and we need to have a place where we can chat about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, um, I think Kate did an amazing job putting whip together. You know, I think it just can be bigger and badder and better. And uh, yeah, it just, you know, now, I mean, look at Texas pinball festival is a perfect example. They had that huge women's tournament last year. Um, and yeah, then, yeah and I was going to say, and then w- w- did you, did you win that? Did you win te- the women's um- so it's uh, people get kind of confused because there are actually kind of two women's tournaments. Yes, at Texas, um, there's a women's division of the main tournament. Yes, um, and then there's also a separate women's tournament. Like I think it was on Sunday. Yeah, there was the Texas Ladies Shootout or uh, the one that uh, Elizabeth Dronay and uh, Raleigh Palace from Space City. Ran. Yeah, so and that one was really ladies. Cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm forgetting the exact name of it, but yes, that's the separate women's tournament and then the women's division. So which one did you place in? Um, I got, cause in my mind, I'm seeing you win a, win something. I just don't remember. I got first in the women's division. Yes. So okay. I got the, uh, cool, uh, wizard trophy. Nice. Um, so, and then the women's tournament was really awesome, but I just kind of like, I don't think I even made finals. It was, it seemed to be over pretty quick for me. It was really cool. And the people running it were amazing and the players were amazing. Um, but it like, because we were kind of limited on time, there had to be like a really harsh cut from qualifying to finals. And so I sh- probably should have like paid more attention because all of a sudden it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like mathematically eliminated already. <laughs> so, so next year I'm going to pay more attention to the format and make sure I'm like, maximizing a little bit better. I think I was also just kind of tired at the end of the weekend. Yeah. There's a whole lot of pinball and friends and hanging out. And yeah, when you get to that last day, you're just like, so yeah. Yeah. Just in any tournament, but especially when you add the, the party kind of fun, expo element on top of that it just makes you even more tired it's it's not just a couple of days of pinball you've got all everything else that goes with it so uh, do you plan to be at tpf this year in 2020 yeah um i've been coming pretty much every year it's i mean it's kind of far away but it's also not that far away for us um it's not as far as having to like go to the coast or something 
Um, so we can just drive down in a day. Um, and it's a really great event. I don't like if people have been like years ago and they haven't been recently, I really encourage them to check it out because while it's always been great, it's like gotten noticeably better in recent years. Like it just runs really smooth and the tournaments, like having the software for the tournaments that we have makes it so much better, um, with the online queuing and stuff. Um, yeah, because for a while they would do like physical queuing and you just ended up spending your whole time in the tournament area and you couldn't really do much. Um, but with the online queuing, you can like take a lap and go see your friends and go see the exhibitors and stuff. And they've done a really good job uh, running things. And it's like an enormous show. Like I love Pinberg. Pinberg is my favorite tournament, but like TPF has so much more to do. Like if you want to buy stuff or if you want to you know, play new games that have come out there. Like it's really big on that kind of stuff. There's lots of booths and stuff to do. So I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's, it's more of an experience and there's just, it's not just the tournament, which, you know, I have not been, this is going to be my first TPF this year. Uh, I was trying. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, the, the comparisons I get that it's more of an experience. And whereas, you know, Pinberg is just all about the actual tournament itself. And it's just all pinball. Right. But no. Yeah. So you're in, uh, are you in San Antonio? I am in San Antonio. Okay. So that's kind of in your uh, neighborhood. Kind of. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, a, it, kind of. Ki- yeah, I know. Everybody's like, well, it's the, it's just right up the road. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's six hours. Of, you're so, that's why I'm like, people, it takes you eight hours to cross the state. If you've never driven across Texas, it's an extra special treat. But uh, Dallas isn't too bad. Like yeah. Dallas, you can, six hours, you can do it. Right. You know, Dallas is six, Houston's three, Austin's like an hour. Um, San Antonio, it's a great place to be because you're kind of in the middle of everything. Dallas is a little far, but it's not like undoable. Like El Paso is a bit far. Like uh, El, El Paso is about the right. same. It's like El Paso, if I can remember correctly, it's about like six or seven hours um, to get to El Paso. But that, that's the, like the only thing about driving from once you pass San Antonio, there's nothing on I-10 between San Antonio and El Paso. There's a couple of small towns got, you know, <laughs> Fort Stockton. Everybody was like, oh, Fort Stockton's kind of in the middle. It's it, when people think of Texas in their mind, you know, fast, desolate, tumbleweeds. <laughs> it is West Texas you are thinking about because the the like right. everything east of like San Antonio and kind of east is it's really nice. But yeah, I just always felt like, oh no, I don't I don't yeah. know. I think most people don't realize how big Texas yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> but um I actually spent some time in Texas. I have family in Houston and Austin and I did my master's at UT. So I was I saw that years. go Longhorns. I'm really sorry about the game this past weekend. <laughs> um that was kind of rough. Oh, I don't really watch. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure. But um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not a big like football fan, but I married into a football family. So I have seen all Mm -hmm. college and pro like, oh, my God, they're still on like, Mm -hmm. it's you know, but but at least it gives me talking points when I go to work because I work with a bunch of dudes. I'm like, hey, I saw that Saints game last night. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then the, the best part is they actually don't talk to me. I just get points for knowing that happened. And then they just talk amongst themselves. And I'm like, eh, all right. Was, there you go. There you go. Just- <laughs> so, yeah, I did my undergrad at KU. So um, KU basketball is pretty awesome. But by the time I – like, when you do your master's, it's a little different. You're like, eh, I don't really care about the sports teams. I worked in the office for the uh, Longhorn marching band. So I saw that end of it. But um, – because uh, I was a music major. But anyway, while I was in Austin, I actually played a lot of pinball while I was there. Um, they had a place called Pinballs with a Z at the end. Uh, have you been there? <laughs> I have been there. Yep, that's right up the road. Yeah, so it was on the way home from school to my apartment, which was convenient. So I would go there. They had, uh, what, like 200 games there? Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, great selection. Sometimes the maintenance was a little iffy, but you could always find something to play. It's it's a challenge, but I mean, they have the pinballs locations. They're going to build a Bishop Cidercade, which, oh my gosh, that place is amazing. That's, they're based out of Dallas and it's a cider, like, I I hate to say brewery, but I guess that's how you brew cider brewery. Um, (laughs) It's a cider brewery slash arcade. And when I say arcade, it's massive. And they're building one in Austin and one in Houston. So I'm really excited about that. Like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. And then, of course, Buffalo Billiards. And um, there are a few other places in Austin to play pinball as well. 
Yeah, so I ended up playing at Buffalo Billiards for leagues, um, and that was a good place to play. And Jesse, the guy that does maintenance, did a really good job. Um, and that's also where Colin McAlpine plays. So I got a nice little introduction to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, at that time, I was still kind of like up and coming in the tournament area, and he would win like almost everything. And so when he eventually went on to win Pinberg, I was like, that doesn't surprise me that much. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's it's one of those things like you're so excited to play Colin. I mean, if you've ever had the chance, listeners, to play Colin McAlpine, it's one of those things where you're like, I know I'm going to lose, but I think I'm going to learn something today. I feel like it's like one of those, you know, the, the more you know, and like the star goes across the screen. Um, <laughs> it's one of those like, I mean... When I was in my last, I was in the Bat City Open, and I talked about this in the Bat City Open episode. I think it was episode three. And it was when I saw that I was in a group with Colin. First of all, I was like, oh, man, I've made it up the up the rankings. But now I'm like, oh, man, I got to play Colin. I was like, this is not going to go well. Um, <laughs> it's like, but you learn so much when you play people, you know, when you play people better than yourselves. It's, it's that whole idea that, you know, that you get better by being with better, you know, players and, and people who are, are of that different caliber. But yeah, it, when I see him play, I'm like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> I was like, I need to go. Excuse me. I got to go tilt forms and get some rule sheets in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at that time my claim to fame is i beat him on two games nice. um one of them was metallica and he just had an off game which is rare for him but it happens um and then another one was on star trek the next generation um which i happen to like quite a bit and he was just going for right orbit ball locks the whole time and the ball lock wasn't working <laughs> he was just getting like increasingly angry that it wasn't working and I saw it and I was like, well, I'll just go for modes. And so I just played modes the whole time and I got way more points than he did. And he kept going for locks. And afterwards, like he was really mad, but he was also like, oh, congratulations. And he was trying to be polite. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, just, uh... <laughs> yeah, no, Colin's a super nice guy. But, you know, it's like he gets very intense um, when he's playing. And uh, but he's yes. always the first person to like, you know, if if it's not like a tournament setting, if you're just like kind of chatting, he'll just uh, he'll break down games for you. And like, this is the you know how this mm -hmm. works. And, you know, he's a, a super nice guy. I've chatted about him on the show before. But uh, but yeah, no, that's so cool. I, I saw, you know, that you had gone to school in Austin. I just wasn't sure if it was for your undergrad or your master's. My friend was in the UT band. Talk about this. This was oh, really? this was the coolest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. I didn't even know you could do this. So he. Um, no, actually his wife, who's from New York, they got married in Austin and she hired the UT band to come play at their wedding. I was like, you can do that. And they, yeah. I did not know that was a thing. And it was the cool bar none. One of the coolest things I've ever seen at a wedding or a party in general. Cause all of a sudden, he, cause he <laughs> played trumpet in the band and he's like, like Mr. Diehard UT. That's why I was like, Oh gosh, UT. <laughs> I was like, and I like several of my friends went to Austin and when they started, they had him kind of like facing away from the entrance to the hall and you start seeing all these kids file in and, you know, they're in the marching band uniforms and all of a sudden I realize what's happening. I'm like, oh, she got the band? I was like, I didn't, I didn't even know you could do that. I was like, how did, I, and she had the biggest smile on her face and when he turned around and realized what she had done and he was just, he was like floored <laughs> and um, the UT marching band, for those of you who don't know, um, they, they're kind of a big deal and they're very, very good and they are awesome. I love watching them perform. And I mean, imagine like, you know, there wasn't the whole band, but there was enough people. I think there was like 50 or 60 band members there. So it pretty much filled up the hall and they played, you know, the fight song and did like a little 10 minute like show. And then they all filed out. But, uh, but that's, I think that's so cool. <laughs> Were you in the actual, I mean, you did your masters there, but did you participate in the, the band um, at all? I was in, well, I was in not the marching band, but I was in the wind ensemble, nice. um, which is also, it's like one of the best wind ensembles in the world. So I was kind of lucky to be there. Nice. Um, I did marching band was at KU and it was pretty fun. But when you're a master's student, you don't really do marching band anymore. It's like, that's for the undergrads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for the other kids. Yeah, um, no, um. Yeah, no, I know Austin had a, 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 an amazing music program, so mm -hmm. I was just... And I know that you play the saxophone, am I mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Okay. 
So I think that's amazing. As somebody who studied music as a kid, you actually went to school for saxophone, (laughs) which I think is awesome. And I saw, because I also did some Facebook cyber stalking, um, (laughs) that you, are you in a polka band? Did I see that correctly? Uh, I might be, yeah. That's awesome. Um, Also, for those of you who don't know, San Antonio, like we have this area between San Antonio and Austin known as the Texas Hill Country. And it is a hotbed of uh, people who immigrated from Germany and Austria and uh, the Czech, like Czechoslovakia area. Like, so we have like a huge, like, polka scene and I, I use those terms loosely like uh, <laughs> but we have like we do Oktoberfest we have all kinds of festivals we have beer halls um, there's one in San Antonio that's really cool um, there's some a lot of you a lot of stuff in an area in a town called Fredericksburg I've actually been there you have been I was gonna say mm-hmm. yeah they have uh, all the signs are in German you can actually find people that still speak German and they have the little shops and things are all have German names and stuff um, it's very, very cute. But I saw that when I was looking at your page, I'm like, I think she's in a polka band. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to give you extra bonus points for being cool. Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll plug my band. If you're near Belton, Missouri, which I know most of you are, probably will be this Saturday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's an Oktoberfest from 3 to 6 p.m. and we're playing. So, <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Hey, you know, it's, it's, tis the season. If not, if nothing else says fall quite like Oktoberfest, y'all, yeah. I mean, if you can't play the pinball machine, go participate and go listen to Carrie play and her band. And what's the name of your band again? Uh, the happy wanderers. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought that was super fun. I was like, ah, oh, we're learning more yeah. about Carrie. And I know we've kind of been all <laughs> over the place, but Carrie, so what are you up to right now? Um, do you have any kind of events on the map? I know we talked a little bit about TPF, but do you have anything going on right now? Uh, pinball wise so in addition to local tournaments actually we're planning a big kansas city tournament this is still like pretty fresh last year we had an event called the kc GameCon pinball championship there is an esports event called kc GameCon every year and they invited us and it started out as could you guys bring like a couple pinball machines and we're like um maybe and then it turned into well if we're gonna do this like we're gonna go big we're not just gonna bring two games so we brought 37 games um i had to keep emailing (laughs) i had to keep emailing the organizer like oh we just got two more like and i was sending him floor plans and he's like yeah great he was awesome to work with so yeah we had a 48 people 37 games. We did kind of like mini Pinberg style event. So we had games from all eras and it was really awesome. The turnout was great. So we're going to do it again this year. And this year it's going to be even bigger because GameCon merged with a tech event called Next Tech and they rented out a two-story arena. It's like huge. Um, It's called Hy-Vee Arena now. It used to be Kemper Arena in Kansas City. Um, so yeah, we're going to have like a significant portion of the second floor and I'm thinking about like even using the stadium seating, like we're going to make this really cool. (laughs) So, um, and I've, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I've already got a bunch of people that are like, Oh, I want to bring games. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, somebody just called me from Springfield. He's going to get the Springfield people to come and the Nebraska people are going to come and we've got Columbia, Missouri. So it's kind of like all the neighboring towns we all get together and i'm trying to make it even bigger so uh we're increasing the prize pot this year so it's gonna be like significant (laughs) um wow so if you guys are interested at all check out like follow the kansas city pinball uh facebook or pinballkc.com and i'm gonna be posting all kinds of details so i'm hoping this is gonna grow to be a pretty big thing like i'm aiming for 60 players this year and i'll like if more people want to come i'll expand it i'll keep adding games um and so yeah uh i'm pretty excited about it and what are the dates for that uh november 8th through 10th thanks for asking um so and the tournament is uh november 9th so if you want to come just for the day like you can come on saturday and play the tournament if you want to get there early you can play friday you can practice um so yeah it's gonna be cool I am so excited. So um, I'll put some links in the show notes, you guys, about the event. But that sounds really amazing. And that's just right around the corner. So you have some time to plan. You got about two months, you know. Mm -hmm. It's not near any other tournament. So, hey, you know, I think this is definitely doable. And it sounds like it's going to be like the thing to go to in the Midwest as far as it comes to, you know, 
uh, pinball tournaments and pinball events, you know, because you, you have all the stuff that happens in Chicago, you know, and I, sure. yes, Chicago is the Midwest, but you guys are really in the heart of the country. So I think that, right. you know, that'll be really neat. Yeah, it's a it's a great location. It's a great time. When he told me the dates, I was like, yes, because I looked at the calendar. And I was like, it doesn't conflict with anything major that I know of. And it's really cheap to fly to Kansas City. So I'm hoping to start getting people from out of town soon. So yeah, no, I, I'm a big plug for Kansas City. It's a great town. It's not too big. Everybody's super friendly. The barbecue, and I'm going to say this as a Texan, is excellent. Um, you know, I, every time I go to Kansas City, I always have a good time. But uh, we'll put more links in the show notes about that. But um, besides that, that well, besides that, I'm planning an event. I like <laughs> wigged out planning my little tournament here for, for the Bells League. I can't even imagine pulling off something that size. So well done, you. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Um- Thanks. It, it takes a whole community, but I, I I don't know. Last year, I just kind of took point and it worked out really cool. Like we even uh, coordinated people moving games. Like we got trucks and trailers and we offered like delivery and it was this whole thing, but it worked out really well. So I can't wait. That is so exciting. Well, uh, besides that, do you have any other events coming up as well? Or is that going to be kind of your main focus right now? It sounds like it would be. Your um, main <laughs> yeah, it's my main focus. I was kind of like, wavering i'm like should i go to expo but it's probably not gonna happen this year i went to expo one year in chicago and it was really awesome um i'm just like there's so many good events and i've like this year i've already been to las vegas for the women's world championships at pin masters i've been to tpf i've been to the northwest pinball championships i've been to pinberg and so, like, I kind of have to, like, budget. <laughs> no, I completely understand. <laughs> I think I've already kind of blown the budget. Um, so I should probably restrain myself for a little bit. But um, there's, like, the Jurassic Park launch party is this Saturday in Kansas. But um, I'll be playing with my polka band. So, oh. <laughs> unfortunately, I miss it. That's going to suck. But, um, uh, so I've just been, like, working on Pinball Machine because I uh, fix games. So I've been really busy doing that lately. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, there's a shop in Kansas City called Solid State Pinball Supply, and um, he needed help getting games fixed because he's doing really well. So I started working there, and it's really, really awesome, and I love it. Um, but yeah, so people can just like walk in and buy games, and we do repair, and we sell parts and swag and stuff. Um, and then I also work on games at home, so I've been working on a high speed. Um, that I've had for about a year and it was like in storage for a long time Mm. and I got it from somebody and I just kind of ended up with it. (laughs) So I was like, well, okay, um, I'll try and restore it. Um, so I got it up and running, but the cabinet is like really rough. So I just sanded it all down this week and I'm going to work on stenciling it and, yeah, this high speed, this poor thing. I love rescuing games because I take a look at them and they look so sad sometimes. Like, help me! Help and I'm me. like, I know. And this poor little high speed was like in storage and it had rusty legs. It had no lockdown bar. It's full of spiders, which I hate spiders. Um, it had like mud on it. And it was like, oh my God. But I could tell. I was like, I could see through it. It's a diamond in the rough. I'm like, the play field is not all blown out on it. It's complete. It's not missing anything. The back glass is nice. And so I was so happy when I got it up and running. And I cleaned, I vacuumed all the spiders off. And um, I cleaned the play field. And it came out like so shiny. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Um, And it plays really well. And we have another high speed. So I'm like wanting to play head to head high speed uh, contest. Um, but yeah, I got it all working and then I tore it all apart because I'm like, now I have to paint the cabinet. So that's where I'm at right now on that. <laughs> oh my goodness. So are you going to make your own stencils or are you going to get some in from somewhere else? I broke down and bought some stencils. I usually make my own, but, uh, high speed is kind of intricate and I happened to be at TPF and they had high speed sen- stencils for sale at Pinball Pimp, who makes really great laser cut yeah, he Final does. Stencil. I was going to get some stencils for my Cleopatra, but I ended up having somebody restore it. But yeah, no, I was going to tell you offline, Pinball Pimp does some stencils and they're really, really good. But yeah, I, 
I was going to give you a a kudos for you even wanting to attempt to stencil it yourself because I'm like, I'm still in the baby steps of trying to work on my machine as I've talked about the saga of me trying to like work on it. But um, no, I think it's awesome. It makes me sad when I see machines, you know, even if like 80s, 90s era, like even earlier, just they're so roached out. People just stuck them in a garage. And I'm like, you can see like it it can come back. Like when I see them, all people like, you know, clean them up and get them running. It makes me, it makes my heart sing because it, it just makes me so sad when I just see these like little treasures and these pieces of art and, you know, science just sitting there, just rusting and getting, you know, becoming a home for spiders. Um, so I think that's awesome that you're out there not only working on machines, but, you know, actually kind of finding them and saving them and bringing them back. I think that's amazing. Thanks. Yeah. I love to do it. Um, I also have another one in the works. Um, I found a xenon that was oh. like in a barn and it was, it was kind of similar. It also had spiders in it. Um, but yeah, it was a hundred bucks. What? And I was like, I can't, I can't say no to that. I, I have to have it. Um, and the play field was like all worn out and the cabinet, somebody had like spray painted a heart on it. I'm like, Oh, thanks a lot for that. Um, but the back glass was perfect I got it home. I replaced one connector and it fired what? up and played. I'm like, oh are you kidding God. me? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Xenon's a, a classic. I got to play it a little bit. Um, we had it in the shop. So we had it on the floor for like a month and I fell in love with Xenon. So I am super jelly. Um, but a hundred bucks. And I feel like I'm going to have a show now and it's going to be, you're going to be the star carry and it's going to be pinball pickers. And Cause <laughs> like every story is like, I found it in this like sketchy place and it's full of bugs. So, I just see you like crawling over things like I found one yeah so xenon is gonna be ridiculously nice when I'm done because I just bought a CPR play field for it Ooh. and uh I painted the cabinet I made my own stencils which was ridiculous on xenon because they are so intricate and then afterwards they were like oh you know pinball pimp has them for 150 bucks I'm like are you kidding me <laughs> I spent oh no I counted it up I spent 32 hours on my stencils oh no <laughs> it's like but I was like, but this one's going to be hand stenciled. Yeah. So uh, it's extra special. You know what? You put your your time and your sweat equity, you put it in there. It means even more to you. So don't don't yes. think about the other stencils. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. But oh my God, I can't wait to see pictures. I hope you'll post pictures of your Xenon when it's done. Yeah. Because that, oh, Definitely. I'm a huge fan of that one. But oh, that's going to look so pretty. Love it. So excited. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Gary, it's been so great having you on the show and, and hearing about what you've been up to and, and all your pinball adventures. And I feel like I, I've even gotten to know you even better because besides the cyber stalking. But uh, I, I hope I hope <laughs> you've enjoyed being on the show. Uh, the last part of our show, you know, we do a segment called Inside the Pinball Studio where we, the listeners, get to find out more about you and your pinball mind. Are you ready? I am ready, yes. All right. Question number one. What game do you love? Um, Off the top of my head, I would say Stern Star Trek. Um, it was like one of my ultimate like grail games, and I was lucky enough to win one at a tournament, and I got to unbox it, and it was like one of the happiest times of my life. <laughs> oh my God, that's got to be amazing. I, I haven't had the unboxing moment yet. I hope to have one sometime before I die. <laughs> and I, as I said last episode, I was like, I think I'm going to have to win one. <laughs> the way my budget is going, yeah. I'm going to have to win one. <laughs> Think positively, yeah. it, especially with the women's tournaments these days that give away machines. Like that's the way I did it. I like buying a new machine was completely out of the question for me, but I did the Las Vegas Winnipeg tournament, which unfortunately is no longer a thing, but, um, but there's others now like the women's world championship. You can win a game. Um, well last year at whipped, they gave away an iron maiden, so, I mean, there's going to be other opportunities, but I definitely recommend it. It's a good experience. Yeah, no, I can't even imagine. I that that It wouldn't even be the money. Like, I don't care about the money. Just give me the pinball machine. I don't want the money. So, the money's nice, but I, was yeah. like, I just want the pinball machine. Spoken like a true pinhead. <laughs> All right, question number two. What game do you hate? Ooh. Um, there's, yeah, there's a few. Now, most games I enjoy... But there's like a few out there that I'm like, nah, I, I just don't really want to play that right now. Um, one of them is Viper Night Driving. <laughs> um, it's just not a good game. It, it, like, it looks like it would be fun, but it's not. And then 
another more recent one is WrestleMania. Ah, yeah, no. Mm. Normally, the games at our tournament location at 403, like, I like every single one of them right now. But WWE is one of the ones I remember in recent history that, like, we would draw games out of a bag. And when I drew that one, I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) So we were not too sorry to see that one go. I know. I was like, oh, so sad, not sad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've had a few where I'm like, oh, no, I'm not sad. No, not really. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Question number three. What is your favorite pinball art? Like, this can be back glass, play field, cabinet art. Ooh, Ooh okay. Um, there's a lot of good ones. But what comes to mind right now is Deadpool. Um, I got a Deadpool for winning the Women's World Championship. And Zombie Yeti did the artwork. And it really stands out in my collection. It's so good. Like, the colors are vibrant. It's really... There's lots of details. I love being able to like just stand and look at it and like see something that I've never seen before because he like loaded it up with details. So that's what comes to mind. Yeah, no, I mean the art package on that is amazing. I'm a huge fan of his work, and I I think that's going to be a modern classic. You know, the the more time that I get on it, I really really enjoy it with the code updates and everything they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Deadpool. Um, I was a fan of the franchise just in general, but uh, but the game itself is fantastic. Yeah, I always do things backwards. I play the pinball first, and then I'm like, oh, I should probably watch the movie, and then I do, and I love the movies too. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, no, that's a good one. I love that one. Uh, now, question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? It can be the music or just a particular sound a pinball machine makes. Mm, um, Music-wise, I really like TNA. Um, yeah, that's a really fun one. We have that at the club right now. We were kind of late to the game on it, but it's really fun. Um, sound-wise, I like the 80s Williams Um sounds like i worked on a defender for a friend and i love the sounds on that so i was really excited when deadpool had like some of the exact same sounds (laughs) as defender i was like no way yeah um oh and i love high speed the spinner sound oh my god it's one of my favorite sounds in pinball (laughs) it's really satisfying that is a good sound yeah no i like that one. Oh, and pinball everything on pinbot i love yeah pinball is the first pinball game i ever played growing up um so i have a special place in my heart not y- all y'all all y'all know i'm hashtag team barry but because that he's like my number one <laughs> but uh pinball you know i think i love all the sounds that pinball makes it's just such a to me it's yes. just, it has everything i love that game so much so uh, mm-hmm. a bonus points for that one i love it uh, all right <laughs> question number five and this has got to be a hard one for you because you go to so many what is your favorite tournament festival or expo to play in or attend uh tournament pinberg that's a pretty easy one uh, <laughs> i just like the format's good the games are good it's run really well there's a thousand people the prize money is good like everything about pinberg is good um and then yeah we kind of hit on it before but as a festival I, I think texas stands out for me out of the ones i've been to um another one that I also like is Indisc. I actually went um, to Indisc for the first time this year, and I was really like impressed with that. So I'd really like to go back again next year. I've heard really good things about Indisc, um, and I saw I saw that you had attended because I looked at your ranking sheet. But I've everybody I've talked to about that event has just like raved about it. So it's kind of on my my short list because I'm like you, where I'm like, okay, I've only got X amount of dollars and X amount of time off. What can I go through? Right. So I'm like, all right, was, I got I've got TPF and Pinberg, and now I've got to kind of like you know arrange all my other shows where they're not drivable. I was like, okay, so how are we going to do this? You can always kind of rotate in. Um, In this guy was pleasantly surprised. I was able to fly there for 150 bucks. So as soon as I found that out, I was like, oh, okay. And then they have a really good women's tournament. So I always play those in addition to the main tournament. And I won like 600 bucks in the women's. So I was like, hey, that trip actually wasn't that bad. (laughs) I thought it was going to be really expensive. So it all worked out. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, it's right at the Museum of Pinball. So you can just play pinball constantly the whole weekend, which of course I enjoy. Um, Like if you're waiting in line for the tournament, you could just go over to the pinball museum and just play a whole bunch of games. And they have like games from all eras. They have all the super rare stuff. Um, And then the tournament itself is run really well. And they have like five tournaments, I think, maybe more. There's like the main classics one, classics 
classics two, women's high stakes. Uh, yeah. So I played five oh tournaments goodness. while I was there. So it's a lot of, it was definitely worthwhile. Um, yeah, no, definitely. It's on my short list. I hope to, if I don't make it this year, then I'm probably going to make it. It's going to be on the list for 2021. I think that's a, that's a good call to kind of rotate them in and out. Cause I, I, there's so many that I want to get to. It's like now, now I've got mm-hmm. the Kansas one on my list. Cause I'm like, well, that sounds really there you cool. Go. I was like, that's doable. <laughs> All right. What is your grail pin? Do you either own it or is there a pinball machine that you like want more than anything? Yeah, I'm kind of lucky because Star Trek was my grail pen and I got it. Um, I also might notice a theme here. I also really like Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> it is um, a theme. And that's been on my list um, for a long time. And I kind of want to buy like a project one and fix it up myself because it's really satisfying when you do it that way. You really appreciate it. Um, I've been warned that it's like the most difficult machine to shop out. Um because it has so much stuff in it. But I actually worked on one recently for somebody else. And now I feel like I know it inside and out a little better. <laughs> so I still want one. Yeah. And that's what I hear about that. When we have one at our uh, our local shop and it's constantly like they're always working on it. There's always something with that machine. I love <laughs> playing it. It's so much fun. And I'm a huge, I'm a trekker. I am, yeah. you know, not, I like Star Wars, but I'm a trekker. And to me, Next Gen is the best of like nice. the collective shows, which I know I'm excited to see Picard, by the way. Very excited. Yes. Um, But it's like, to me, I love Next Gen. And and the fact that to me that machine I, I mean I like Star Trek the stern Star Trek I do it's really really good but I love next gen because that's what I grew up with and then on top of that all the callouts they have from all the characters I'm like they they were able yes. to get all that and it's such a fun game and it's like and if especially if you're a fan of the show I'm like oh yeah no I could talk next gen all day so oh yeah okay we're on the same page there good Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Um, now, question number seven. Who would you most like to play head-to-head? Either somebody you enjoy playing with, or is there somebody that you would love to play that you haven't had a chance to play? Hmm. Um, I've gotten to play some really cool people recently. Um, like, I always thought it would be really cool to play some of the top players. Um, and I had an opportunity to play with Raymond Davidson at a seminar in Seattle, and that was really cool. Um, cause it wasn't really competitive. It was just, we we're kind of showing off skills and it was kind of like a lighthearted competition. So that was fun. Um, I got to play Bowen once and that was really fun, except for I played terribly, but I just, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed playing him. I, we were playing Dirty Harry and the game, like I had played Dirty Harry that same day and got like 1.5 billion or something. And then I played him and I had like the worst game of my life. And afterwards, I was kind of like, well, and he was like, good game. And I'm like, yeah, but not really. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I saw you play earlier. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to hang my head in shame. So. <laughs> um, and he was super nice about it. And he also like uh, talked through strategy with me for my next game, which was Guns N' Roses. So that was cool. Um, so he's really fun to play. Um, I haven't really played head to head with Keith Elwin yet. I've played... One time we were at Expo and uh, we were qualifying and he got one. I'm sorry, Keith, for calling you up. He got one million on adventures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad. Like I'm like laughing at him. I know. I like- feel kind of bad too, except for I don't. But um, <laughs> so right directly after that, I was in line for Avengers and I got two million. Oh, so. No. <laughs> For the rest of the weekend, I kept telling people, I just doubled Keith Elwin's score. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best. Oh, I love it. Like, I doubled his score. Why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, and then at Pin Masters, um, I got to play some really heavy hitters in finals. I was kind of, I kind of surprised myself by making finals because it was kind of the end of the weekend. I had won the Women's World Championship. I was sick, which I didn't tell anybody because I'd just shaken all their hands. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh, we played Pin Masters, and I was like, wow, somehow I got like three holes in one, and I made finals. And my group was Escher Lefkoff, Kaylee George, and Jim Belsito. Oh, wow. It was one of those groups where I was like, okay, uh, here we go. <laughs> 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 no pressure, no um, pressure. 
Yeah, luckily it, it was kind of close. They didn't like completely blow me out of the water, but uh, I at, the, at moments like that, I just like to stay, take a step back and be like, this is really cool. I get to play these really awesome people. So I really enjoyed it. So I didn't really answer your question, but um, <laughs> you said, who would I want to play head to head with? If like of all those people, I would probably say maybe Bowen again, just because he's super fun and uh, I love watching his tutorials and he like is really funny when he's playing and like commentating as he plays. So he would be really fun to play. Yeah, with. no, Bowen's been a, an answer I think once before, and he I've never met him in person. We've only talked on on social media, but he seems like such a nice guy, and I love watching his pop up videos. They're they're so much fun. But yeah, because he has this like ongoing commentary. He's like don't. Don't yeah. do that, do this. And it's like just wa- watching him play and, and I really enjoy it. So yeah, he's definitely on my short list of people if I ever had the opportunity to play. But I wouldn't want to play him. I just kind of want to watch because I don't want him to see me playing because I'm <laughs> like so much not, not as good as Bowen. <laughs> it was like, no, I just got to watch. It's okay. <laughs> just watch. Oh my goodness. I was like, I, I don't want to shame myself so you can see how badly I play. <laughs> he would be so nice about it though. Like He, he would. He would be super yeah. nice. No, I'm a, I'm a huge Bowen fan. So I, I like that choice. Bowen is an excellent choice. And final question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has not been produced, but that you would like to see come to life by a major pinball manufacturer. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I, I would have to say maybe Harry Potter. Um, out of the Harry Potter would be excellent. Yeah. yeah. Out of the themes that have been discussed, because people are always discussing possible themes, that's the one that I would latch on to because there's so many cool things you could do with it. Um, and I grew up reading the books and watching the movies. And yeah, I can picture that being a really good game. Yeah, I've seen the virtual game. And I mean, the, the virtual game is fun. And But there's so many things you could do with Harry Potter. There's mm-hmm. so many characters. There's so many like different modes because there's just so many books. There's just so much right. in Harry Potter. Everybody loves Harry Potter, young, old. <laughs> My mother-in-law, who is in her 70s, is a massive Harry Potter fan. I have seen the movies more <laughs> times than I care to count. Um, I am a fan of Harry Potter. Not like she is. She's like fandom level. She went to like, you know, uh, the Potter experience at Universal Studios. She's really into it. Uh, but, That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I know. She's super cool. But it's one of those things where I think, you know, if they ever got J.K. Rowling's bre- blessing on it, that it could really be an amazing pinball game. I-, I think that, you know, there are some companies out there that could do it right. And there's just so so much in the, the Potter universe that it- I think you could probably get a couple of games out of it, really. Yeah, you- that's a good point. You could probably get seven games out of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the there's so many like toys and like the music and yeah, you could do everything. It, it would be a great one to have the LCD screen on um, to oh, do yeah. like movie scenes and stuff. So yeah, like I could see like you, like an upper play field that would be like a Quidditch like field. Like you could like, play oh, Quidditch. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's like different things you could do with it. It could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I like that one. Nobody has said Harry Potter yet. So excellent. That is going <laughs> to go on the list. And for you guys that are interested in keeping track or the p- major pinball manufacturers that listen to the show every week, as I know they do, um, <laughs> that we're keeping a list on the uh, website version of the podcast. Um, if you guys go to backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm, um, at the top, you'll see dream themes as a link. And it has a listing of all the themes you've heard asked for by these uh, amazing women on the show. So if you, what would, what would women like to see made into a pinball machine? Well, we're just going to give you a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> Here's some <laughs> cool themes to include Harry Potter. Excellent. I love it. Well, awesome. Again, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Had so much fun chatting with you. I hope you had a good time. For folks that want to get a hold of you or need more Carrie Wing in their life, where can they reach out to you at? Where are you hanging out at? Social media wise, uh, Facebook. I'm too old to be on anything else. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you could still be on the gram. You could be on the gram, Carrie. I don't use Insta. Like, I think I have an account. I don't know how to log into it. Um, Twitter, I don't really use. So yeah, just look up Carrie Wing on Facebook. And um, for those non Facebook people out there, uh, I'll get the info about our event on pinballkc.com. So that's pretty easy to remember. 
but yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun and hopefully maybe you'll have me back sometime because uh, yeah. I feel like we could talk a whole bunch more. I know. Like there's a part of me that's like, I, I have a point of like trying to keep it at an hour, but I feel like yeah. I was like, we could have totally had a two-parter. We could have made this two hours because I felt bad because yeah. I was like, I'm cutting her off a little bit because like we got to get on to the other parts of the show, but man, we could totally, you're definitely Carrie. The door's always open anytime you want to come back, but I'll, I'll definitely reach out to you. We'd love to have you back on the show. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh my God. Thank you again, Carrie, so much. And everybody, thank you for joining us this week. And next week, we're going to have Dina Lindsay from Germany talking about the European and German pinball scene. I'm super excited to talk about her. I'm not excited about the time difference, but I'm going to figure it out. But uh, but she is so cool. And I'm very excited to talk to her and hear more about what's going on uh, pinball-wise for ladies in Europe. But for those of you uh, who love the show, please like us on your podcatcher of choice, please leave a review. Um, if you have any comments or things you'd like to hear about on the show or things you didn't like, it, you won't hurt my one little feeling, I promise. You can always email the show at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much, guys, for listening and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!